stand for the reading of the word. Our scripture today will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. Let us hear God's word. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Good morning, Ipsy Free. And I thank my dear wife for sharing the scriptures with us. Well, to you, our family here present, as well as our family streaming live, we want to welcome you in Jesus' name uh, to another service here at Ipsy Free. Hey, before we get started, let's, uh, shall we pray? Yeah, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this gathering of the people of God who are eager to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, we know you won't disappoint. I must decrease that you would increase, that the people of God would be urged on to a work that you have for us to do. This is our desire, this is our end, that we would please you and hear from you. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, this morning, Ipsy, as we examine Matthew eleven twenty-five through 30, Jesus starts off by saying, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Uh, Let me start off by asking a question. Why is it that Jesus uses children as an example when it comes to our faith journey? Uh, Here's another example found in Matthew 18, 3. And he said, and that is Jesus, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little what? Children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Here's another one found in Matthew 19, verse 14, which states, Jesus said, let the little what? Children come to me. And do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. 
Again, I raise the question for your consideration this morning, Nipsey. Why is it that Jesus uses children as an example for us adults to learn from? Well, one of the qualities of little children, as all of us adults know, is that they're trusting, aren't they? Without question. I think of my great uh, I'm not quite there yet, granddaughter, not great-granddaughter, uh, I'm still a young man, uh, my granddaughter, Amber, who is three years old now, who trusts her granddad with her life. Whatever I tell her to do, she does it without question. Another trait of children is that they're what? Teachable. Teachable. Oh, that I would have that same childlike faith and trust in God. How about you? Today's scripture reminds us that God puts importance on childlike faith for answers to prayer. That's why it's always, it always amazes me at who God uses and reveals things to. Those to whom the world has counted out, somehow gets, God gets pleasure in using them for his glory. Folks, God's ways are not our ways. Neither is his thoughts our thoughts. Which, which really doesn't make any sense. It, it says in 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and following, but God chose the, what, foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and despised things, the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so no one may boast before him. Christ Jesus. You see, it, it really makes no sense that God would be so desperate for a relationship with his creation after we blew it, remember, in the garden, that he would give his only begotten son to restore that relationship he initially had with us. Folks, that's counterintuitive. So I'm learning to stop trying to figure all these things out and just accept them. That's called faith. <laughs> Jesus goes on in Matthew 11 to inform them that he and the Father are essentially one in intimacy of the Trinity. So childlike faith gets the attention of Jesus, who is one with his Father, which causes things to happen for you and me. Another way to put this is, those who are weary and burdened are the ones whom Jesus chooses to reveal the Father to. Let's look at the three elements of how this works. The three elements of how this works. The first element is the challenge. The challenge, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burden, and I will give you rest. The challenge is, well, do you want rest? First of all, did you know that rest is a gift? That rest is a gift? 
Well, if you don't believe that, ask someone with insomnia if it's a gift. Well, the fact of the matter is that we all need rest. It's something about getting a good night's sleep that's refreshing and you're ready to tackle the world. I've always been told that not to, to make any major decisions while you're tired. Uh, haven't you heard this old saying? Let's sleep on it, and tomorrow we'll talk. You've probably said that yourself at some point or another. But this rest involves freedom from weariness and burdens. How many poor decisions, how many poor decisions have you made when you were tired, which, result, which results in burdens later on. So, so that's why the solution when you're weary and burdened is to turn them over to Jesus. But the real question is, who isn't weary and burdened in, these day, in this day and age? But, but let's look at it from a, 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 another angle, shall we? Could it be that the burden referred to is the burden of sin, which causes weariness? In other words, are you living in sin? After all, the scripture reminds us that, well, let's face it, sin is pleasurable for a season, Hebrews eleven twenty five tells us. Remember the old saying, and it goes like this, that sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. But Jesus provides the promise of rest, Ipsy. Are you tired of hearing about mass shootings? <laughs> I know I am. Are you weary concerning the partisan politics at all levels of government? What burdens do you carry on a very personal level for your family, at your job, with your children? We are challenged on every hand with burdens too heavy to bear. And with these challenges constantly hitting us, it can make one weary. Yet Jesus invites us to come to him. Yes, many of you know the burden bearer, the, the heavy load sharer, and his name is Jesus. Jesus loves for us to bring our burdens to him. Oh, if you hear nothing else, Ipsy, this morning, know that Jesus wants you to bring your burdens to him. He wants to give you rest. Uh, that's why it says, cast all of your cares upon me, for I care for you, in 1 Peter 5, 7. So, so if you're weary and burdened, look to Jesus. Now, now, I know someone is saying in their mind, it's not that simple, preacher. But it makes no sense to me either, folks. Bring your burdens to him and leave them there. But I got testimony after testimony when I did that <laughs> of what God did 
when I brought my burdens and my cares to him. Yes, it does. I agree with you. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So the, the challenge before us is to acknowledge that we are people who need rest from our burdens and weariness. But the second element, the second element is the invitation found in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. (laughs) There goes that word again, rest, because we all need rest at times. Jesus invites us to come and take his yoke upon us. And the yoke Jesus asked us to take upon ourselves might be defined as the whole Christian life and hope. But but let me describe an actual yoke to you. It's a wooden beam normally used between a pair of oxen or other animals to enable them to pull together on a load. Who would you like Here's a question for you. Who would you like to partner with during hard times to help you pull your load? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'd like Jesus to be my partner as I pull heavy loads. Jesus wants you to give him your burdens because he's gentle and humble. Folks, essentially, Jesus is inviting us to join him in this journey called life. By yoking with Jesus, we become true disciples of his as we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. After all, the harvest is plentiful, the scripture says, but the labors are few. And I know know how difficult this journey can be. So, so, So with Jesus, as your partner, you trade your worries for his peace. Uh, You know how the older generation had sayings that confused and uh, made no sense to the younger generation? We had a 100-year-old lady in our church that we affectionately call Granny, who had one of those sayings. She would always say, Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Now, to a 10 or 11-year-old, that statement, to me, didn't make any sense. Well, I didn't have the life experience, folks, that Granny had, which caused her to say, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Uh, Here's another one. Here's another saying. Mark Batterson, the lead pastor of uh, the National Community Church in Washington, D.C., said he grew up hearing his grandma say, and I quote, you can't never always sometimes tell. (laughs) That was a a tongue twister there. (laughs) You can't never always Sometimes tell, for you English majors, you know that's a butchering of the English language. 
But, but, but here's the translation, folks. The translation is this. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. If, see, when we take Jesus' yoke upon us by invitation, anything can happen. In other words, when you take Jesus up on his invitation to be a yoke bearer with you, you can't never always sometimes tell. Yes, anything can happen when we are yoked to Jesus, like, for instance, rest. To take a yoke in that day meant to become a disciple. When we submit to Christ, we are yoked to him. Then you'll start saying, who wouldn't serve a God like that? So the invitation is there for us to take Jesus' yoke upon us, and we will find rest for our souls. But third and final element, the first element is challenge. The second element is invitation. The final element is the results. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yoke is easy Burden is light. The, the word easy means well-fitting. So he has j- just the yoke that is tailor-made for our lives and needs. It's like a refreshing drink of water on a hot day is Jesus' yoke. Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yet most people don't like, don't, Don't think of yoke and burdens in those terms. Many people think of yokes as burdensome. But once we have assumed Jesus' yoke, God's commandments are no longer a heavy burden that weighs us down and destroys us. Folks, to serve Jesus is no burden. Oh, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen now. Very much to the contrary, crosses are called upon, we are called upon to carry crosses with Jesus as our partner, yoked to us, going with us all along the way and strengthening our faith, which results in you can't, never, always, sometimes tell. Folks, anything can happen as a result of us coming to Jesus with our cares and concerns because he answers prayer. That's the simple fact of it. He answers prayer. Have you ever had a a light burden? Light and burden for me are opposite ends of the spectrum. Doesn't make sense, but Jesus makes your burden light. I, I, I think I would like to to give this a try. That is, bring my burdens to the Lord because my burdens can be very heavy at times. But the results are clear. When you connect to Jesus, your yoke is easy and your burdens are light. In fact, the more faithfully we follow Christ, the easier his yoke and the lighter your burdens become. Burdens are light when brought to Jesus Christ. 
So what are the next steps here? We've, we've talked about weary, we've talked about burdens, we've talked about yokes, we've talked about easy and light. Now let's talk about you. How many of us are weary and burden-laden today? How many of us are dealing with things that really are, are, are too heavy to bear? It doesn't make any sense, but Jesus wants you to bring your burdens and your weariness to him. I'd like to share with you a, a very personal example of that. When my wife and I were coming up here and making preparations to come here to be with you good folks, uh, back in 2013, we were coming up here to be with my parents and to help them. And so in preparation for, uh, I want to say maybe about five months, we came up here almost every weekend. How many of you know how far Chicago is from Ipsy? <laughs> okay. We traveled up here every weekend because we had to get back uh, for Monday responsibilities. We traveled up here, met with our real estate broker, walked through houses. I can't tell you how many houses we walked through. Maybe if you had your house on the market in 2013, we might have walked through your house. We walked through many houses. One house we, we saw, we liked, they were ready to, to sell it to us. The long and short of it, the deal fell through. And on top of that, they wanted to sue us. Duh. <laughs> they wanted to sue us. So now I'm thinking, Lord, wow, this thing, you know, mileage on cars, folks wanting to sue us because we want to buy things. Burdens, that's what, I'm that's, that's what I'm talking about, burdens and weariness. So the Lord blessed us to sell our home in Chicago. Now we were without a house to live in, okay? The time came. He was gracious to us, the one we sold it to. He gave an, a, us an extension of a week to uh, uh, find us a place to stay. Long and short of it was, have you ever seen a car with so many items in it that nobody else can get in it and you can barely see through the... Okay, that was me and Connie in two different cars heading east, okay, with all of our personal belongings in it. My dear wife said... Uh, after we looked at the list of houses we had been through, now I'm burdened. <laughs> uh, I don't need to say that, but I'm burdened now, okay, as I'm driving towards Detroit. I'm burdened and I'm weary. My wife said, let's ask the, uh, the real estate guy to go back to this one house because it's still on the market, okay? You know, sometimes you put your... Uh, you, put your house too high. Some of you that just sold your houses know what I'm talking about. And, 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 and it just stays on the market. So it was with this house. 
So my wife said, uh, let's ask the uh, broker to see if we can go back over there and see if they're willing to negotiate. It had been on the market for a while. So we go over there again. Do I need to tell you? I'm burdened <laughs> and I'm weary. We get over to the house and the people said, no, we're not budging. We're not budging. Take it or leave it. So while we were in there trying to negotiate this house deal, one of our real estate brokers happened to look down the block. Let, 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 let's keep this in perspective now. I'm weary and I'm burdened. We're in the house. They're saying they're not going to budge. One of the real estate guys was just walking around outside. Look down the block there, saw a house being built. Seeing a house that was being built. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about being weary and burdened now. There was a house that was being built, a stone's throw away. He said, hmm, this wasn't on the sheets, okay? So uh, uh, the, uh, they didn't know it was on the market. And he hadn't placed it on the market. So he said, let me just strut down here and talk to the guy. The guy who was building the house, come on now, y'all have to follow me on this now. The guy who was building the house just happened to be outside. So the real estate broker just casually walked down and said, hey, excuse me, is that house for sale? Now, mind you, he was building a house for himself and his family because we learned that he was living in a trailer. He had all his belongings in a... Y'all have to follow me on this here now. He had all of his belongings in a trailer, him and his wife and family. So he was building this house for himself. The real estate broker said, excuse me, is that house for sale? that you're building? He turned around and said, yes, it is for sale. He said, we might have a buyer for you. The long and short of it is, I was weary and burdened, but I said, Lord, I know you want us here in the Detroit area and not in Chicago anymore. I have to turn it over to you. The long and short of it is, oh, please hear me on this one. The long and the short of it is, we're living in at home today. And how many of you know when you build a house for yourself, you build it with some extra things? <sighs> Somebody know what I'm talking about in here. Okay, it, it's... Oh. When you're weary and when you're burdened, Jesus said, bring your cares to him. He'll make them light and he'll make them easy. Folks, that's in, that's in my history books now. You know, when I face another Goliath, guess what? My wife and I remember 2013. You're building you're, you're, you're building a resume, so to speak. 
of how God has made your burdens and your weariness easy and light. Won't someone this morning give your burdens over to Jesus? Won't you say, Lord, I'm tired. I can't carry it anymore. I need you to carry it. Will you do that this morning, Ipsy? I don't need to know about it. It can be very personal, right where you're seated at. You can say, Lord, I'm burdened. I'm burdened over a marriage. I'm burdened over a job. I'm burdened over wayward children. How many of you know you can get burdened over wayward children? But when you bring it to Jesus and say, Lord, I've done all I can do. It's in your hands now. You're right at the right place for the Lord to do something powerful in your life. Won't you give your life over to the Lord? Why don't we bow our heads uh, this morning? Uh, I'm going to close in just a second, but there may be someone here this morning that's never given their life over to Jesus. Let me challenge you to do that this morning, to say yes to Jesus. That burden that you're carrying is really too heavy for you to bear. And Jesus wants to make that load light. But you have to allow him to do it. You can simply, it's not complicated. You can simply just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you to change my life. I ask Jesus into my life. It's that simple. If you want to, uh, if, if you want a more pronounced way of saying it, it's on the screen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy, grace, and love found in and through Jesus Christ. Save me and forgive me of my sins. I give you my life and choose to follow love and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. He hears both prayers, folks. <laughs> he hears both prayers. Won't you do it this morning? Give your life over to Jesus.